Luke chapter 24. It'll be on the, on the screen here as well. It says this. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that, had, that they had prepared and went to the tomb. This was the very first Spice Girls. It's a bad joke. I know, I know. They found the stone. <laughs> that was so bad. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. And in their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. He is not here. He has risen. I've titled today's message, The Day That Death Died. The Day That Death Died. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, right now, God, I pray that you would open up every ear, open up every heart, open up every mind to receive of your word. Change us today. Challenge us. In Jesus' name, come on, if you'll believe and receive that with me this morning, why don't you say amen? Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much, Lane. Appreciate that. You know, the fear of death is a funny thing. And uh, how many of you in here have some fears? Anybody? Fear of snakes? Come on. Somebody testify. I hate snakes. Uh, we'll, we'll occasionally, we live kind of like right next to a green belt just, just south of here. And occasionally a snake will make its way onto our property at the back door or at the front door. And I'm just telling you, I'm not the guy, okay? Uh, I, I'm not the guy for, for snakes. I'll, you know, I'm trying to stand 20 feet away with something to kill it. In fact, one time we had this wasp spray and this wasp spray freezes stuff, but it shoots like way far out. And I thought, you know what? I'll spray it on the snake and it'll kill the snake. All I did was kill the bushes. I sprayed it all in the bushes and, and I, and I killed the bushes and, and I, 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 I hate snakes, and, and maybe you, you know, you have some fears. Maybe it's the the fear of heights. Our worship leader, uh, Aaron, has a a fear of heights, and so we thought it would be good one year. We we've done youth ministry together for probably the last eight to nine years, and we were sitting in a staff meeting one day, and we're like, and I went around the table, and I was like, all right, tell me your fear, tell me your fear, tell me your fear, and after they would tell me your fear, we're like you're going to conquer your fear. And they'd be like, okay. And so we took Aaron up into an airplane. I'm not kidding. And we made him jump out of the airplane to overcome his fear of heights. All right. So don't tell me what your fear is. All right. We'll help you. We'll help you overcome it this morning. But the, but the funny thing about, about fear is this. The funny thing about fear is that all fear is, is really, it's not the fear of, of heights. It's the fear of, of falling to your death, right? For me, it's not the fear of snakes. It's that that snake is going to attack me and it's, it's going to sink its teeth into me and it's going to inject its venom or wrap itself around me and, and it's going to take my life, right? So really all fear is rooted in the fear of death. But this morning, I want to tell you that death has died. That on Easter Sunday, it was the day that, that death was put in the ground, put up a, a tombstone, Put up an epitaph because death has died. Death is no longer 
a concern. Death lost its grip. Death lost its authority. Listen to what Revelations 1.18 says. It says, I am he who lives. This is Jesus talking. I am he who lives. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys. Watch this. I have the keys of Hades and of death. What's the American dream? The American dream is to what? Own a home? Everybody wants to own a home. Everybody wants to own a house. And you know when you go in and you sit at the table and they just start passing papers, right? And you just start signing. You're like, you don't even know what you're signing. And your hand starts cramping because you have to sign. I mean, it's just paper after paper. And at the end of it, you know, you start real nice with your, uh, you know, with your signature. And then by the end, you're just like, okay, you know, let's, let's get this on. Give me my keys and go. I can kind of picture this scene that, you know, Jesus on Friday, they take him and they nail him to a cross and they crucify him. And he dies and he breathes his last breath. And he says, it is finished. And they take him and they put him in the grave. But it's not like in that moment, he just kind of hung out in the grave, right? It wasn't like, you know, I'm waiting for Sunday. It wasn't like he was just, you know, okay, when, when Sunday comes, that's when I'm going to step out. Jesus had some unsettled business. And so the Bible says right here that he has the keys of death and Hades. And he went to hell and he said, Satan, you thought you had me when you killed me on the cross. You thought me you had me when you put the nails in my hands and my feet. You thought you had me when you put me in the grave. But really what I did is I died so I could overcome death. What I really did is I died so I could pay the ultimate price for sin, and I came to get the keys of death and hell so death could pay the ultimate price, and we wouldn't have to worry about death anymore. Come on, aren't you glad this morning that we don't have to worry about death? Because Romans 6.23 says it this way, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. When we sin, the penalty is what? That's it. If I sin, I have to die. But the Bible says that Jesus paid the ultimate price for my sin, that I wouldn't have to die, that I wouldn't have to pay the price for my sin. So Jesus dies on a cross on a Friday so that I wouldn't have to pay the price for my sin. Come on, Easter is the day that death died. Sin has a price, but the price has already been paid. When Adam and Eve sinned, death entered the world. But since that day, everyone has been paying the price since Adam and Eve. But I'm thankful that Jesus, come on, that's what this day represents, that Jesus came to the cross and it's the day that death died. If you believe that, why don't you say amen this morning? That's the day that we're celebrating today, the day that death died. Listen to the way that 1 Corinthians has to say it. It says, so when this corruptible, this body, has put on incorruption, that's Jesus, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying it is written, death death is swallowed up in victory. But I love this because if you've got a fear of anything, listen to this, death, where is your sting? Come on, somebody. Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that he paid the price for sin that I don't have to pay the price for my sin. And you got to understand that what happened on Friday paid the price for our sin. When he died on the cross, that paid the price for our sin. But if he didn't get out of the grave, then death wouldn't have been defeated. And so it 
it wasn't enough just for Jesus to pay for our sin, but he said, I also want to defeat death. So if I want to defeat sin, I'll die and I'll be the sacrifice once and for all for sin. But if I really want life, I have to put death to death. And how do I put death to death? I'm going to get out of the grave. And when I overcome death, I'm going to overcome death for anybody who believes. Come on. Is there anybody who believes that today is the day that death died? Today, we celebrate that day. Ephesians 4 says it this way. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now watch this. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean, but that he also first descended. Remember what I was saying? He went to the table. He said, I'm going to sign this. I'm going to take those keys. I'm taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave. It's no longer going to have victory over my people. It's no longer going to have victory over the, over the people who would say they believe in me. So he descended into the lower parts, and he who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Jesus descended to the depths to take back dominion over death. So we wouldn't have to live in fear of what's to come because those that are in Christ Jesus, we know what is to come. It's victory in Jesus. It's life in Jesus. Physical death in our bodies is not the end. Look, I'm not scared to die because I know that when I die, I know where I'll spend eternity. I know that I'll look at Jesus and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I know that he's going to welcome me with open arms because he died on the cross for my sin and he got out of the grave to defeat death. Come on, can we celebrate the day that death died? Because it wasn't just Friday that put death to death. Sunday was the nail in the coffin. How do you ultimately defeat death? You walk out of the grave. You leave it empty. The way to beat death is through resurrection. Jesus defeated death through life. How do we defeat death? We defeat death by simply believing the Easter story. Listen to this. It's as simple as this. How do we defeat death in our life? Romans 10, 9 and 10 lays it out this way, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that what? God raised him from the dead. Can I tell you, it's not believing that Jesus was crucified that saves us. Other, other religions believe that Jesus was crucified. Other religions say, oh, yes, he was a prophet and he was crucified and they put him in a grave and he stayed in a grave. But what Christianity that separates everything, our God from every other God is that he didn't stay in the grave. Come on. He got out of the grave. And how we are saved is that when we will confess that we believe that God raised him from the dead, then it says what? You will be saved. For with your heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. How do we receive salvation when we simply confess and believe that Jesus, you died, you got out of the grave, you rose again, and because of what you did, I now have life. And I don't have to, come on, y'all, I don't have to fear death. We don't have to die to pay the price for our sins. Jesus already did it. Come on, say amen to that. The path to salvation is not believing that he died. It's not hard to believe that people die. It's not hard to believe that Jesus died. What is hard for some people to believe is that Jesus got up. But Jesus got up. 
Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Jesus didn't stay behind that tomb. He didn't stay behind that rock. But on that day, he got up, and because he got up, we have life. The apostle Paul wrote that if we would believe and confess that God raised him from the dead, we would be saved. The power comes from the fact that Jesus got up. His death defeated sin, but his life defeated the tomb and defeated death. Come on, it's more than just another Sunday that we're celebrating today. It's more than just another day. It's more than just, it's more, uh, than just an egg hunt. Come on, it's not about an Easter bunny. We're talking about a Savior who got up, and because he got up, we have life. Come on, somebody say life in this place. There was a famous preacher, and his name was S.M. Lockridge, and he was friends with Dr. Martin Luther King. And he had a way with words. He would be asked to preach everywhere, asked to preach at, uh, with Billy Graham and, and Billy Graham's School of Evangelism. And he wrote these words, and I want you to listen to them because I can't say it better than what he can. But he talked about Friday, but Sunday's coming. He said, it's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is sleeping. Judas is betraying, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council, council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying, but they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robed him in scarlet. They crowned him with thorns, but they don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Jesus is walking to Calvary. His blood is dripping. His body's stumbling. And his spirit's burdened. But it's only Friday. But you know, Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world is sinning. People are, the world is winning. People are sinning. Evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nail my Savior's hand to the cross. They nail my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raise him up next to criminals. It's Friday but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. The Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved, but they don't know. It's only Friday. Come on, say it with me. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father, left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? It's Friday. But church, Sunday is coming. It's Friday. The earth trembles. The sky grows dark. My king yields his spirit. It's Friday, but Sunday is coming. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. Soldiers stand guard. The rock is in place. It's Friday. It's only Friday, but Sunday is coming. And I'm thankful today that we're celebrating the resurrection of our Savior. We're celebrating the day that death had to die, that we receive life, that we receive joy, that we receive peace, that we receive healing. Come on, is there anybody that's glad that there was a Friday, but Sunday came? That's what we're celebrating today. We're celebrating the day that death died. I want the band to come on and come back. Galatians 2.20 says this. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in who? The Son of God, who got out of the grave, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
I want to ask yourself this question today. Is there anything that I need to crucify in my life? Are there things that I'm allowing to live in my life that don't look like Jesus? Are there things that if I stood before God right now that I would have to kind of look at myself and go, oh, Jesus, don't look at this area of my life. Hey, don't, no, let's not talk about that. But the Bible says there's going to come a time where we'll all stand before the king. And what happens to us, he's either going to say, hey, welcome, good and faithful servant, and depart, for I never knew you. The people that knew, knew him are those people who say, you know what, God, I believe that you died and you rose again and that death was defeated more than 2,000 years ago. And when I stand before you, I know that you were risen. We're all going to stand before him one day and we will all make a testimony of what we did with our lives. And I want to ask you, what needs to be crucified? What needs to be laid down? What sin needs to be put up on that cross to say, God, I lay it all on the cross. I nail it there. It's not going to live in my life anymore. I'm going to lay down the sins of my life and I'm going to give them to you because I believe that you are the God that overcame sin and overcame death. The way we honor what God did on both Friday and Sunday is to live sold out to him, to live dedicated to him. If death is dead, why should we continue to let it live in our lives? Can I ask you that again? If death is dead, why should we continue to let it live in our lives or rule our lives? Because if we're letting fear rule our lives, then we're letting death rule our lives. And if death is dead, why does death have any place in my life? And if it has a place in my life, what we need to do is take it and nail it to the cross and say, I'm nailing fear to the cross. I'm nailing sin to the cross because sin will allow insecurity and fear into our life. And I'm going to nail it to the cross and I'm going to give it to you, God, because I want to be dead to the, to the fear of death. God, if you overcame it, why am I letting it live in my life? Death is dead. Yeah. Come on, stand on your feet this morning. Jesus goes to the grave of Lazarus. I talked about this story a few weeks ago. But his good friend Lazarus has died and he's in the tomb. And his friend Mary and Martha come running out to him. Jesus, have you only been here? So Jesus says, show me where he's laying. And he goes to the tomb. Jesus came to this earth knowing what he would do, knowing he would die knowing he would get in a grave, knowing he would get, I mean, he, he knew the plan. It's like, I know the assignment. I know the plan. I know what I'll do. And so he goes and he stands outside the grave. Mary comes running to him and said, Jesus, if you had only been here. She says, nevertheless, I know that whatever you ask, it will be done. And Jesus said this to her in return. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me Though he may die, he shall live. Come on, somebody say live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who has come into the world. And that's what he is. That's what he was back then. And that's what he is now. He's the savior that has come into the world that went to a cross, 
and died for our sin, that I wouldn't have to die for my sin, that death wouldn't have to be the penalty that I paid. He paid it for me. And then he was laid in a grave, but he just didn't stay in the grave. He got out of the grave and the stone was rolled away. And because he overcame death, I overcame death. Because he is full of life, I have life. This is our Savior. Come on. Is there anybody that believes? Listen, Jesus just said, I not only do resurrection, I am resurrection. I'm the resurrection and I am the life. He's here this morning. And today on this Easter Sunday, I just wonder if there's anybody that needs to confess that I believe that he died and rose again. If you need to overcome death in your life, it's as simple as going, you know what? God, I believe that you died and you rose again. And with it, you brought life. And one day I'll spend an eternity with you with every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. You know, you came into this place and you heard this message and maybe you do have a fear of death. Maybe you have a fear of eternity. I can tell you as a teenager, I would sit in my bed every single night terrified of what would happen to me after life because I knew I was living like hell (laughs) and that would be the place I would go if I were to die. And every night I would say a sinner's prayer because I was scared. Now I don't live in a place of fear of death. Why? Because I know that Jesus lives. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you say you're here this morning. You don't know where you'll spend eternity, but you say, you know what? what? I want to leave this place being sure. I want to confess with my mouth. I want to believe in my heart. It's the combination of the two, believing and confessing, and you will be saved. Nobody's looking around, but if that's you right now, I just wonder, would you just lift your hand? Because we want to say a prayer with you. Hey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make him Lord and Savior of my life. Is there anybody? You can just slip that hand up. We're going to say a prayer here in just a moment. Thank you for that hand. I see that. You can put it down. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? You would just slip your hand up right now and say, on this Easter Sunday, I'm going to dedicate my my heart and my life to Jesus. Thank you. I see that hand. You can put it down. Anybody else? I want to give you just five more seconds. Come on, don't leave this Sunday without saying, hey, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I see that hand. You can put it down. Three. Thank you. I see that hand. Two. Thank you. I see that hand. Come on, let's just pray this prayer together for all those that raise their hand. Let's say this. Let's say, Jesus, forgive me of all of my sin. Wipe away my past. I repent and I turn to you. Today, I confess that you died on a cross, that you were nailed, that you were pierced, that you were laid in a tomb, but you didn't stay there. You got up. You got out of the grave. And because of that, I am saved. 